Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files with your host, Michael Morris. This week's special guest is Chris Bahari, CEO of Garland Technologies and co-founder. Chris, thank you for joining. Welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Thanks, Michael. Really appreciate you taking the time today. And uh, you know, now in the virtual world, uh, it's a great way to uh, connect up. So appreciate all the time and effort. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, just you know, little brief background for me. I got in IT about '93 uh, and uh, started getting into kind of the land WAN. Had a reseller business out in uh, the Michigan area, so we did a lot with you know everything from you know structure cabling to Novell to you know NT Citrix, all that good stuff. And if you remember the Synaptics days and Bay Networks, and so been doing a lot in the networking side and. And, um, you know, really had a, you know, passion and uh, desire in terms of uh, deploying networks, especially critical infrastructures. We had a contract for a long time where we actually were doing 911 systems. So uh, we were deploying for a company actually out of uh, your backyard, uh, Boulder, a company called Print Track that got bought by um, uh, Motorola. So we'd actually go in and deploy you know, everything from the wiring to the LAN, WAN infrastructure for 911 systems. Okay. So, um, you know, as you know, obviously, that's a, you know, critical, critical infrastructure. And oh, absolutely. Always, you know, seeing the value of network uptime and, and be able to monitor and, and support and, and secure. And so it's, uh, you know, it's been a great ride and, uh, you know, started Garland back in uh, 2011. And uh, so just continuing with, you know, helping people you know, be able to monitor, support, troubleshoot, secure, and, uh, you know, really just take a philosophy of, uh, you know, I'm a whiteboard engineer is what, what I call myself. I, lo so, I love it. I, I love that analogy because um, in my space, I, I've been an SE for a number of years and a solution architect, and I always hated slides. I love to whiteboard a conversation so much more. So that, that's perfect. Chris, so you... You started a number of companies. You've been in the networking industry for over 20 years. With all the changes going on, you know, with the pandemic and remote workforces, what are you seeing some of the biggest challenges companies are facing around their networks in terms of both performance and security? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the, the challenges have always been around. Um, you know, I think, you know, the uniqueness, uh, sometimes just now deployment and being able to get into data centers and all that. but I, you know, I, I still always go back to a lot of the basics and, you know, to me, uh, you know, it really starts with the fundamentals and, you know, I always like to just go back to the packets, right? And, uh, you know, when you look at, you know, talking to folks, uh, regardless if in, you're in security, your network operations, you know, it's really important that, you know, you understand what's happening on your network and you have to instrument it, right? And so for me, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of changes and, you know, everybody at home and Zoom and, you know, obviously bandwidth issues and, you know, all that good stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always like to, you know, go back to the, the basics is, you know, we've seen, you know, everything from, you know, data centers to outsourcing to back, you know, you, you have the, you know, back in the day, everybody was doing, you know, NT and then they moved to Citrix because, you know, it was too expensive PCs at all the desktops. and <laughs> Yeah you keep seeing this like in-source, outsource, in-source, outsource, but 
you know, throughout that, you know, you still have data centers, you still have compute, and you still have to be able to troubleshoot and secure. And, you know, I always go back to you still need the packets. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it, it's so basic, yet it's amazing how, uh, you know, when you talk to folks, you're like, well, we're just going to try to connect up to span. We're just going to, you know, get a little, uh, you know, flow data, which does work a lot of times for certain applications. But, you know, if you want to really see what's going on in your network, right, let, let's get the packets. And, you know, that, that's really we, where we start at is just, you know, helping, you know, customers, you know, get that packet level data. Yeah. To the, you know, security and monitoring tools to help, you know, solve these challenges on, on what's going on. Uh, that's an excellent point. And one of the things I was, I was thinking about, uh, you know, you mentioned network visibility and getting to that packet level, but that's become more challenging the, than ever from, from my perspective for a couple of key drivers. One, the whole virtualization and, you know, hybrid cloud or just pure cloud infrastructures. But secondarily with, with, um, expanded infrastructures with all these remote workers, right? So I've heard it called uh, the attack surface has, you know, exponentially exploded, right? Because now you got home networks and things like that. Um, what are some things you recommend NetOps teams and SecOps teams do to ensure both reliability and security? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, a lot of it's looking at, you know, how you have the ability to monitor and, and, and capture and support, you know, the ability to, to troubleshoot. So, you know, as people are moving remotely, uh, you know, I know a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of companies are looking at the challenge of, uh, you know, meeting certain, you know, compliance regulations, right? So now they're trying to say, you know, how do I get the ability to deploy something, you know, literally at someone's home now, right? Because, and they have to be secure. They got to make sure they're, they're, they're meeting the requirements. Mm-hmm. Some really unique challenges with, you know, what if I have to ship out, you know, 7,000 little probes to be able to meet my monitoring capability? Okay. So, you know, it is something we're seeing a lot of. Uh, not so much for the ability of the probes. We did not to, but <laughs> we have this little, little tap guy that uh, is pretty neat. It's just a little, you know, portable field tap, we call it. And, you know, you can plug in a router switch at home and then you got a little USB port that powers it up and you collect all the packets. So uh, the purpose of this product initially was really just, you know, throw it in your laptop bag and, and make sure you, uh, you know, you can go in a ceiling and, unplug your wireless access point, you, you plug this in, you start collecting some packets, Wireshark. And w- with all the home users, um, you know, we're teaming up with, you know, certain security companies and analytic companies that, you know, they'll have a little box that, you know, they're doing the monitoring to meet the compliance issues. But, you know, how do they connect it? Right. Basic. And so here's a you know, kind of a product we developed a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, really for just the you know, the, the traveling technician to help troubleshoot things. And, uh, it, it's really, uh, it's really, uh, turned into a, um, product helping solve some of these remote users to be able to deploy a product, uh, you know, on a real small, you know, mini, you know, compute box that, uh, keeps them compliant. Yeah. You know, 
know, if you're doing transactions and you're in the financial industry or, you know, you're doing data input for, you know, hospitals and, you know, confidential records, right? You, you got to, how do you, how do you get that out to people and, and make it easy and connect it up to home networks? It's pretty challenging. So that's kind of a, just something that's come out of this whole situation that's kind of been unique and, you know, taking a product and, and solving a different problem that you didn't know was going to be here. Right. That, that's excellent timing on something like that, isn't it? That's, that's tremendous. Um, what are you seeing many organizations missing when it comes to performance or security? Uh, so, you know, over the, you know, last, you know, three to five years, you know, to me, it's become, you know, very complicated, uh, you know, especially at the security side. So, you know, you look at, you know, financials and, and uh, healthcare environments, uh, there, there's a lot of pressure on deploying multiple uh, inline and, and out-of-band tools. Mm-hmm. Here at, you know, I'm sure you've seen on you know, either LinkedIn or, or through some social media, right? You see that big, uh, there's like a thousand names or a couple thousand names on it and endpoint security, IPS, WAF, DDoS, you know, keep going and keep going. And, um, you know, it's, it really becomes uh, a challenge of, you know, how do you easily uh, manage and implement your security stack in these environments? So I, I keep seeing that as being a really big challenge in these environments. And, you know, so with at Garland, we're really looking at of being kind of the glue and the plumbing and the, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always like to say the instrumentation to make it simple to, you know, keep connecting up what you need. Uh, so if you need to deploy an inline tool, you know, before it was just a firewall, right? Like, hey, I got a firewall, I'm great. And now it's like, I got my firewall, I have my DDoS, I have my IPS. You know, you, just, you start getting more and more of these inline tools. And then we also want to see, uh, you know, some look back, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to be able to do some, you know, packet capture with, with Endace. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to say what happened before my inline tool and after in both directions. So if there is a breach, you know, can we effectively go do a look back mm-hmm. and, and really see what's happening? So, you know, it's that combination of, you know, I have a responsibility to, implement not only multiple inline tools, my out-of-band tools, I got to also help, you know, NetOps and and get to my application performance and performance monitoring. So to us, that's a really interesting, challenging location and, Mm -hmm. you know, one piece that we're we're really focused on and, and, uh, you know, helping solve the balance, you know, the, the network uptime balance and the security balance and, it's getting uh, more crowded there, and so for us, it's it's really trying to you know help you know get those connections and able allow our customers to really manage it uh, effectively and and independently of each you know inline tool or or out of band tool. And to me, that's a big trend I'm seeing a lot of in, in healthcare as well as in the financials, right, is, you know, they got to be able to do that look back. Yeah. So, um, you know, so if you can have a product that can, you know, manage your inline devices as well as send that packet level data, it, it makes their job a lot easier. So, uh, 
you know, to me, that's that's been something that uh, is just continuing to be a challenge for folks. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you bring up a great point, and you, you mentioned finance and healthcare verticals a bit. Uh, these are segments we're very heavily active in as well. Um, but these are also two segments that are particularly heavy under attack from threat actors because of their sensitive PII data or the value of you know, financial and healthcare information. What do you see in some of those, uh, those verticals uh, doing well and what do you think they, they could be doing better in, in terms of their battle for cybersecurity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a struggle, right? I mean, for, yeah. for everybody, uh, you know, I uh, can't go into details, but I was at a financial company and there was a, this was years ago and a, a breach coming in from Iran and people just going, unplugging things. And, you know, it's crazy, you know, big data center. And yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it can, you know, there's a lot of pressure and, you know, so that's where I, I think the, the look back ability becomes critical. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in some of the smaller organizations and a lot of enterprises, they haven't, um, you know, they're, they're, they're more about, you know, the block and the tackle and, yeah. and not so worried about, well, you know, do I really have to go look back three months? And I know it's tough because right, there's so much data now. Yeah. So, you know, to me, that, that that's really something that's unique and more and more people are realizing that you know, even if you, you you can have 30 days or something, uh, you know, let, let's have, you know, some level of, of look back. And, and it, you know, it's a challenge that, you know, people are, are seeing is, is pretty important. Mm-hmm. And I think the healthcare and financials have been doing it for a long time, right? Because yeah. Have compliance issues, but moving into the enterprise side, and you know, you know, folks that don't have some of those regulations, mm-hmm. education that we got to do there, and I think that's you know where you know definitely Garland Endays can can help educate folks on that piece of it, and and get uh, you know not just protect the now, but you know, can you go back and figure out what really happened the last couple months, and yeah. I say generally it's you know. You, you probably have the better numbers than me, but what six months is the, you know, average time it's been, uh, you know, been breached, and then they have to find it and mitigate it and everything else. So, no, that, that's a actually I read something the other day. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact number, but it, dwell time was like in the range of like 200 and some days of potential threats, and I'm thinking, man, that's that's a long time for threats to be lurking in inside an environment right and and they're doing so many different things now in terms of reconnaissance and this low and slow exfiltration one of the things you brought up there and i I think you were spot on right um finance healthcare have been kind of leading the industry uh in in some of this uh insight because of compliance issues in, in terms of look back at things are there other things you see them doing that are also kind of guiding the market or leading the way for other industries you know i you you mentioned uh moving to enterprise i i definitely see some shifts with um retail right obviously all these retail they keep getting hacked uh i don't know if that's coming from finance and healthcare but uh you know are you seeing other things shift from those industries that are being adopted by yeah i, I think you know one of the things that they've been doing for a long time and really helped guide some of our product development over the last 5 years and 
is the fact that they've been deploying multiple security stacks, right? They're not just yeah. doing a single product. So, uh, you know, we, we did, a, you know, probably about five, six years ago, you know, we developed some new products specifically for requirements uh, in the financial sector. Okay. So, uh, you know, specifically we had a, we had a customer who was having an issue and uh, they had an IPS deployed and uh, they put in some new hardware and uh, we ended up having to then, you know, tap on both sides of the hardware to collect that data. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Chris, it'd be awesome if you could just have a single product that we tapped once and got all this information. And that's actually how we got into starting to do this, uh, integrating our inline bypass technology with our out of band. And, and so really, you know, they've been deploying, you know, hey, we have to, you know, we have to decrypt data, pass it through these tools, re-encrypt the data, uh, you know, they've been doing that a long time. Like they know like, hey, we have to, you know, see in the packets, you know, the encrypted data is being hacked as well now. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of the things they've been doing over the last, you know, five to seven years has really guided a lot of our product development. Mm-hmm. Of, of what we're doing. So uh, for them, it's, it's been a lot of focus on, on doing that, uh, you know, multiple layer deployment on, on security, mm-hmm. uh, included the act of blocking. So, you know, they would have their DDoS, their IPS, mm-hmm. uh, their firewall, everything in place, but then they're also doing their, their packet capture, their performance monitoring. Uh, and, you know, so, you know, really, they've really helped, you know, guide the pathway uh, for how we've done a lot of our product development, which, yeah. which you know, awesome for, for Garland. Right. No, that's, that's tremendous. And, and similarly, they pushed us on some things in terms of scale and performance mm-hmm. just because of the volume of data. So I, I totally right. agree with that. Where do you see healthcare and finance really evolving here in the next few years, right, in terms of monitoring and security? Do you see some things they're really hot on or embracing at the moment? Well, definitely the, the public cloud, right? Moving applications up to, you know, AWS and Azure and Google. And so, uh, you know, that's definitely happening, you know, at a pretty rapid pace. So, you know, at the same time, you know, what, what's been approved and developed uh, in the data center, you know, they want to be able to implement something similar within the yeah. public cloud. So, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, the challenges of, you know, getting that visibility, you know, to the packet level data, right? Because that's what they're used to. Yeah. Oh, you know, they, they know, like, uh, you know, you, you go in the financial sector and a lot of the healthcare sectors, you know, they won't even consider monitoring something without a wiretap in, right? Yeah. Get it, like, we need the packets. So there, there's no question, right? They move from... 10 gig to 40 gig to 100 gig, we're, we're tapping everything. Right. And, and we're getting that data. So, you know, you just have this innate, hey, you know, we, we need the packets, right? That's how we get our job done. So now that they're moving to the uh, public cloud, uh, you know, that's causing some challenges. Uh, you know, AWS does offer a, uh, you know, virtual tap solution. Azure was coming out with one and it got delayed. So they're not going to have one for a while. So, um, you know, so, you know, we are doing some things in, in the public cloud to be able to do 
you know, packet level data access with a virtual tap. Yeah. And, you know, just like the problem we run into in the data center, you know, it's just not one device that needs or, or virtual analyzer security device that needs the packet. So, you know, we're running the same challenges. We need to be able to not just send traffic to one, you know, analyzer security device or monitoring tool. You know, there's multiple. And, you know, we're also seeing that, you know, most companies aren't saying, I'm just doing everything in AWS, everything in Azure, everything. So, you know, we kind of bring to the table the ability to have, you know, a single agnostic virtual tap load anywhere. Use it in your private environment and your VMs. Use it in your, your public. So, again, just simplifying things, making it easy. And, you know, that's one of the things I, I try to go back to. Look at our industry. I look at the tap and packet broker industry, and uh, I almost feel like sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of folks are trying to make that the main solution. You know, and if I go back to that, you know, whiteboarding, uh, you know, if I walk into a customer, you know, it's all about, you know, what do you need to accomplish? And you know, if they come to me and say, "Hey, I need to deploy." An IPS, I'm not going in and saying, let's instrument your whole network taps and packet brokers. Right. So I look at, let's design a solution, to meet your needs today. And, you know, that's just how we approach the market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things are evolving quickly. Uh, you know, customers are moving, you know, pretty rapidly from, you know, one gig to 10 gig to 25 to 40 to 100. So we really approach everything as a solution base. And, and we do more purpose-built hardware, meaning buy what you need today. So if you have an existing packet broker, you just need dedupe. Hey, we'll just give you a dedupe box. You don't have to buy a chassis with. So we, we really try to stay true to a philosophy of, uh, you know, what we call just tap to tool, like design. So if you're NetOps, we want to design a way to get packet level data to what you're deploying mm-hmm. over architect things, because you know, if we put a big system in, you know, things are going to change. Things are going to move fast. Uh, so, you know, we, we really look at solving problems, deploying what you need. And, and we're seeing that, you know, in the public uh, cloud and, and just being able to help out and provide a really easy way to get packets to, you know, multiple tools easily, uh, cost effectively. So it's, you know, they can get their job done. But there's a lot of challenges, right? A lot of products that maybe are certified in the data center may not have a, a solution yet in the public class. So what do they do? Right. Right. So there, there, there's a lot of challenges. And see, I'm saving utility. I'm not moving enough here. <laughs> no worries. No, you brought up a great point there that um, you know, there, there's been a shift to way, way people are understanding the cloud landscape. And I think you, you nailed it and kind of uh, – beat me to my question around, um, you know, the fact that it's definitely more of a heterogeneous environment, right? You've still got some on-prem infrastructure. You've got typically many of them have private cloud infrastructure and now they're implementing public cloud and it's not all in one platform, right? It's not all AWS, it's not all Azure. Um, and, and so it is creating those extra challenges for that visibility. And it, it's neat to see that you're addressing very specific points along that. So uh, that's, that's tremendous. Looking forward, um, what, are you, what are your big predictions for the, this digital evolution uh, in 2021, right? I mean, we hopefully 
all things align, we should be coming out of the, the, the pandemic craziness at some point in 2021. So what, how, how do you think people are going to adjust at that point? Well, my first prediction is uh, <laughs> my, my hair is still getting longer during the pandemic. So uh, I, I had a haircut like you, Michael, uh, for 20 years. So uh, I'm just happy I still have hair, man. That's all. That's my big deal. So I, I know one of the predictions is I, you know, I, I think my hair is going to get a little longer. So uh, and keep up with that. But it's you know again, I I really I I go back to the basics. You know, every, the digital world's definitely getting different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know you know not so much on the the customer side, but the vendor side, right? Everything's changing how we interact with our customers and and you know how how do we get those connections and and you know we we still need to talk to people. We we need to you know do that whiteboarding, right? That's, that's where we really understand our, our customers' needs and we collaborate and, you know, really become trusted advisors mm-hmm. with, with our customers, with our partners. And so, you know, in, in terms of the interaction side, um, you know, I, I think it's great that we're doing things like this because, you know, we, we got to stay connected, mm-hmm. uh, you know, until we can get, you know, back on the road and, and face-to-face and, I think most people want to get back to that. Um, but for, you know, for predictions in terms of monitoring uh, security, uh, I, I keep it simple, Michael, you know, it's, it's see every bit byte packet, you know, the packet is the only thing that's going to tell you the truth. So, you know, remember the basics because sometimes that's, that's the best thing, right? The, the tackling, the blocking gets it done. Right. So, uh, you know, in the trenches at the line for football, that's, you know, that, that's where you're winning and losing. And, you know, when you're on the goal line, uh, you know, it's in the trenches. And, you know, for all security folks and that ops, you know, it, it's on the wire, right? It's yeah. in the packet. And so if you have a way to get that packet level data, uh, you're going to solve the problem eventually. Yeah. You're, you're going to secure your network. And so that's my prediction is, you know, keep up with that and, and, uh, don't forget the basics because sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of people do that. And so I keep it simple. No, that's a great point. I, I love the KISS principle, right? Um, and, and you know, one of the things we're seeing on that front is um, connecting that, you know, that tamper-proof data that you talked about with all the other WYSI data they're getting from other sources at this point, right? And WYSI data may not be the most... Uh, uh, <laughs> correct term in the market, but, uh, it, it, that's a key. And I, I like, uh, I like your point about keeping it simple and, and staying with the fundamentals. Chris, I want to thank you again for, for taking a little bit of time and, and sharing your insights. I mean, your experience in the networking industry is tremendously invaluable for folks. So hopefully, uh, our listeners got a little bit out of this. We'd ask them to tune in next time for another edition of the end days packet forensic files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with Fusion Technology partners like Garland Technology, please go to endace.com. Chris, again, thank you for joining. And uh, have Michael, a great day. awesome. Great session. You too. Have a great day. All right.